listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me as always is the giant scribe, the, the bald man himself, the one who uh, lives below in, in the basement, really. Uh, this is Josh. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the sinister professor. This is D. And shout out to the homie Cam. He's a little under the weather today. He shall be back soon. But we are here talking about Star Wars Ander. We got we got a we got a couple of hey, are you guys gonna talk about this? Hey, you guys watching this? Hey, this is like the best Star Wars show ever. Hey, what are you doing? How come we haven't talked about it? So now we are here. We have all yeah. watched it, we are all in. And we are all limped to, to well, at least I limped to it. And, True. And, and honestly, I'm glad I did because it was it was a very enjoyable binge. Yes, a hundred percent. I, you know what? I'm really glad I watched it as a binge, as opposed to every week. I think. Uh, yeah, we. I, I watched it weekly. It was torture. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy. I'm <laughs> really happy. Good way, they, yeah, I, yeah. You know, you you could tell that they were slow walking it. So, um, you know, waiting a week for you know, if you had an episode that was mostly exposition, which there are a few, mm-hmm. uh, sort of slow walking it to the to the payoff was just was a little excruciating because you knew it was coming and yep. it just it, it got there but it was just like so i would say you know we've we've asked for a show without space wizards they have given us a show without space wizards and it was quite pretty it was pretty dope or like that like, sword yeah. no. No and wizards, no light bright swords. Yep. Right. Exactly. No no Jedi, no Sith. No Exactly. No Force. <laughs> and I think more than that, what stood out to me was that it did what I've been what we've been saying the Disney should do with the Star Wars canon, which is stretch it out and show some ground level stuff of how the world works and 100%. how how these things mm. function, the political yep. scene, the yep. The social scene, the cultural scene yeah. on certain planets. I like that they stayed at that, you know, kind of bouncing between Coruscant and the um, uh, forget Anders planet, uh, Andor yeah, planet. Neomos or something like that. Uh, well, that was that was one of them. Oh, that was the original. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the one where uh, Marva, the uh, Fiona Shaw's character, Ferris, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I like that they kind of had those central location, and it wasn't a desert planet. A yeah, desert planet. I uh, also like that it was like they were just showing regular people just hanging out and doing mm, their thing. Like mm-hmm. the Empire is going on, Space Wizards are doing the thing, but I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a mechanic. I got a freaking. I'm in a bar. I'm like <laughs> I got to do like this normal thing, and I like that they showed like the they showed that part of it. They showed the touristy aspect of it. They showed more of the senate the uh i think that was one of the things that you kind of hit on or years ago cam you were like yeah you just want to see people going to work doing their thing and how the empire how how the shift from the republic to the empire impacts the day-to-day person yeah 100 and those were your exact words yep and that was on on display and just also the subtle peripheral ways that it peripheral and actual in your face ways of oppression mm. that the mm-hmm. yeah. that the empire has 
what that what that looks like under the Galactic Empire, under Palpatine's thumb. I'm glad totally. that he was mentioned because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we know that he was just recently Chancellor Palpatine. You know, how did you know even even uh Mon Mothra's uh um I liked her uh sort of uh rec- her proclamation that she was she learned how to how to show them the the uh the uh, apple in one hand and the knife in the other from Palpatine. Yep. From, from that, was Palpatine. that was dope. That was, um, that was a nice little nod. That was a nice nod. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how you see how his power is growing. It isn't quite absolute just yet, but it's nigh there, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 then when they also showing where, you know, Andor gets, you know, uh, swept up in like a small infraction and then the, and as the person that was sent to him was like yeah you know yesterday this would have been six months now six years peace yeah <laughs> like, like, adding on to his charges like the same yep. you know every time he says i'm a tourist that's one more charge of, yep. of a different type and it's all mm-hmm. tied to the imperial uh authoritarianism you know and i like for me i liked the little things like Mm-hmm. The empire wasn't necessarily installed everywhere. There was local police, mm, right? And then the the empire was sort of like the big, you know, big brother sort of governmental element that was sort of that that those local authorities reported to. And right. if things got out of hand, then you brought in stormtroopers, then, you, then you brought in moths, yeah. then you brought in you know all those functionary people who were bureaucrat who were bure- bureaucrats. There we go, bureaucrats. Um, who were in charge of sectors and, you know, and, and, and really kind of tasked with keeping order and making sure, you know, that, 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 that supplies flowed to those places. Like they really got into the nitty gritty of yes. the yeah. everyday functionality oh, of, of, of a, of, of a, of a world under Imperial rule. Yeah. yeah. But they also and did a good job really of, great to see. And, yeah. and they did a good I job agree. of showing, if you were going to do a rebellion in this situation, this is how you have to do it. Exactly. You have to be people on the inside, people on the outside. You have to get money. You have to, you know, do a whole sting operation to, to rob and get right, tons yeah, of money. Nice. <laughs> yep. But then you also got to make deals with other somewhat shady people to get funding so you can fund your revolution. So it's like, mm-hmm. I like that they showed and showcased everyone else that's like actually doing the revolution because we already know about the heroes the heroes are the are the, the beacons the one that everyone can see and they get happy and excited about but the people in the shadows like luthan and uh and my Martha, like they're the ones that are doing the hard work of actually putting this shit together on some like you know like of course the luthans um and Skarsgård fucking killed this role the whole freaking yeah, yeah, the whole 100 oh, every every scene he just killed it but yeah just, just him uh, saying that whole point of just like yo man i'm doing this not for me i'm doing this for other people's like so they can see the sunrise well, yeah i'm not even just not for me it's like i'm not even gonna live to see the fruits of my labor type yeah <laughs> i know that he's like at the end of all this i'm either along the way or at the very end if we're successful one way or the other I, i'm gonna be gone yep. you know like only i've sacrificed so when it comes to it i'll there is no there is no threshold for what i would do and yep. and and that means that i have to look like the piece of crap at the end of the day while you will eventually have your you have your daughter you have your your family and you you can you can skate through this and and possibly come out on the other side still clean yeah. with your hands clean. And I think that was cool because he was like, "I'm building a world that I can't live in." 
Exactly. That's the whole point. Like I'm doing all the dirt, all the craziness, sacrificing people, making the deals, doing all this stuff because it's it's this is for the world. So I'm not the way I'm building it is I'm not supposed to be in this world. I'm right. A person like right. Yeah. Exactly. Person like me I is love, not going to be in the world that's there. I love the bit. I, I, what I loved about that was at the beginning of the series, I was like, why did they get Peter Skarsgård to do this? Like, why did this dude? <laughs> This dude is well beyond what I'm seeing in this show. And then we got that scene. I was like, but my bad. I, I just, I, I thought that, you know, this was just you sort of, you know, doing a bit role. And I uh, just, you know, I, I'm really sorry. Like, I wound up apologizing to my television. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the first time we see, I saw a real mature balance in the Star Wars storytelling. And then, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, everything was sort of building with purpose and not kind of lagging or, or feeling like, you know, it's just sort of this falling back on the on these tropes of good versus evil. You know, even Andor is not a character that it, he's completely uh, he's not altered. He's. His altruism is ebbing. It, it's like a seesaw. Sometimes yeah, his he altruism has a has a price tag. It has a price tag. Um, but it also, it's also born from sort of the trauma of it. what I thought it was. A, it was a really good origin story for him, mm-hmm. and, and it worked and and moved his story forward without you know lagging behind. And and oh, first he did this, and then he did that, um, and 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 that worked really really well. Well, as far as the the individual protagonist build, something that yeah. we don't we don't hardly see in Star Wars, and they really did a good job in that first episode of establishing that. Like, one, he's a right. lovable rogue; people enjoy him, people like him. Two, nobody trusts him; all laughing to him. He's you know burned bridges. He's done this. People still do him favors, but they know how he is, and they like you know everyone kind of establishes that pretty much through the that whole first episode. And then as the episodes go through, you see the people that are still loyal to him, even though he's kind of an idiot. But at the same time, he does come through when he needs to come through. And then that, yeah, that's the part where people folks that. He's definitely established as one of those people who will always serve his own best interests, but yep. also might hook you up as yep. you know if he can, kind of a deal. Exactly. And so that is what I think. And, and so it's not stupid, right? It's not it's not just, you know, lovable rogue who does silly things and your friends are like, oh, you crazy Andor, oh, you, you crazy Cassie Andor, <laughs> you nutty guy. It's right. like, you know, like, occasionally I'll screw you, but occasionally I'll also hook you up. And that yeah. is what, that aspect of who Cassie and Andor is, is what endears him to the people who stay loyal to him. Yeah. And that makes because... total sense. Like on a person, we all know people like that. And also, I was surprised because the him going to jail and that whole sequence, that whole section, at first, I was kind of like, ah, it feels like you're kind of just going off into another realm. Mm-hmm. But then I liked that the payoff was kind of yeah. like, it was he was starting his own rebellion within it. And he had the same yep. principles of like, why the rebellion would be fighting against the Empire and this and that. And blah, blah, blah. So it's like all these parallels. And like, he's sitting there going through the motions and he like, realizes like, I'm basically now a, a rebel now. <laughs> and I, I think, and I think, what was great about it um, was that it we t- we went through different levels in which Andor saw that he you can't escape the Empire. Like yeah. there, there is no way for anyone yeah. to escape this oppressive 
imperialistic regime that is stretching its arms out and grabbing everything. You know, when he, you know, he tried, he gets caught up in the heist. He survives that, tries to take his money and, and his family and leave. He leaves, ends up getting arrested on, on a vacation, on tour, you know, and mm-hmm. he gets into the prison and then finds out that, um, they all believe, and I like that art because it was very 1984, very, yeah. uh, yes. very Kafka esque, yep. you know, very where, yeah, uh, totally. Exactly. Right. It was, it was very much like that, and I like that we didn't for the whole we Andy Circus when he popped up, I was like, come on, man, Andy Circus, yep, and <laughs> yeah. was like this, Andy Circus, yeah, and then but the arc made me regret feeling that way because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, that was a, a great example of how these things happen. And when you're in that system, in that cog in the machine, he didn't think to question it. He didn't think that he thought he was marching towards freedom. And then when he realizes, no, there is no escape in this place. The only escaping in this place is when they kill you. <laughs> and that's that's your release papers. Yeah. And I thought now mm-hmm. we're seeing the empire in a way that makes us understand in the bigger picture why you celebrate the coming the empire being brought down. Yeah. Because 100%. more than just the Sith have taken over and they're this evil uh you know kingdom or galactic rulers. It's more than just that. It's it's like this is a boot on the neck of everyday people who have nothing to do with that big stuff. Yeah. These like, were Jedi. Why and even suffering? and even when um when they escape, you know, the two they swim out, blah blah blah, and then they meet those two aliens that like uh, ensnare them in their web, and then they're kind of like, "What? Oh yeah, you're the squigglies that freaking poisoned our water and did all this other stuff." <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, we ain't doing nothing with you. And then yeah. finally, they're like, "Oh wait, you guys are prisoners? Oh, you know what? Let them go. Where, where you guys need to go? Wait, yeah. the Empire prisoner?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the greatest alien Star Wars saying, "Fuck those guys." Yep. Without yep. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But again, it, it, it was, like, like it was a say, hell of a gut punch when uh, um, when Andy Circus reaches reaches the edge of the, mm, the, the platform, and he's like, "I can't swim. I my stomach just sank." Yeah, yeah. I, I could not just I could not believe. And what's funny and, is I was thinking that myself. I was like, "Damn, I wonder if they, like if somebody can't swim." And before I could complete the thought, he said, he said exactly that. Yeah, and, then, and uh, I, I, I like that Andor didn't even jump. He got pushed because everyone he else got was pushed over. And right. they, they even we, don't, we don't know how what he would have done next, and that, yep. that mm-hmm. continues to allow us to get to know him without knowing, being able to predict what he's going to do. Because that was a total moment where he's like, what did he say? And then somebody like takes him down and it's too late. And yeah, it was, it was, and I like that we don't know whether he jumped or if he stayed behind, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that, that show, I think the, the, the writing on this particular Star Wars show showed us what can be done with this, this great sandbox that, you know, 
um, has existed for all this canon and all the stuff that has existed. You know, we didn't get a, a Darth Vader appearance or a mention of anything Skywalker related other than Palpatine. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and honestly, it made me feel <laughs> and it made me feel like this was almost like the uh, the Star Wars books of old that are now yeah. no longer canon because this was like, hey, here's a sandbox. You're a good writer playing the sandbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Do whatever you want. I don't, as long as you're within the sandbox, you're good. Yeah. Like make a new right. character. And I like that. Like, again, we go back to here we are on, um, you know, Ferrix and there's people that are like just, you know, they they go to work every day or like, you know, yeah. they're a junker. They and like, things. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They just do things. And even like, you know, even with the character of Bix, who is still, you know, you know, selling like, you know, uh, doing her own little shady thing. And that's the other thing I was going to go back to. Yo, the amount of snitches that are in this show. <laughs> Like, yo, everyone is a snitch. <laughs> Every single person. Like, Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody. Like, yo, loose lips sink ships, people. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's like, it's like and, every. And, and snitching and no reward for it. Because no reward. No reward. And then they, the Empire is happy to hang you. Facts. <laughs> Up to the 100%. last dummy that, that snitched. If I was no, I the Empire, I would be like, yo. I started catching an Andor yesterday. Y'all go exactly. hook me up, right? <laughs> like, yep, and so he, 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 like yeah yeah no we got you man we got you, we got you. <laughs> snitches get stitches this that is whew. but i would say like in general the like you said ground level showing how the input like now we understand why the empire is so bad yeah like it's like if like you watch like if you watch rogue one right after you watch this series you're like yo these motherfuckers need to go down like yeah, straight I up, did. Like, yeah, I did. And, and I did exactly that. And you're and right. You, you now, because I think that's the other aspect where it's in the Star Wars films, it's like this very big evil empire. They're yeah. kind, they're, they're evil, but you're like, I kind of feel bad for the, the, you know, the janitor on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> where now know, we watch the Andor, you're like, actually, no, I don't feel bad for collaborators. Yep, you're all collaborating. Yeah. And, and that's what it did. It showed the, and and even in the 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 people who broke faith with the empire, you know, it's like even even showing that and giving it a human face, you know, the guy that was there on assignment for all that time, he fell in love with one of the locals, but then he had to he stood by and watched the empire destroy it, the kill them, you know, uh, systematically, and now was going to try to trample on, on their entire land and and build something, some some you know, call another big cog in, in their um, war machine or their yeah. imperial machine. So, yeah, it, I thought the biggest payoff was the massacre at, 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 at uh, what's the planet again? Uh, uh, what's the planet, Josh? The, Ferrix. The, the massacre at Ferrix at Marva's funeral. I was like, see, that is the reaction of an imperial authoritative when they, when you can't, when rocks are flying and you can't do anything else, Murder. boom, boom, boom. And, and I like that. The stormtroopers were not missing. Exactly. <laughs> and I also, and I like that. I like that the every leader that was on the imperial imperial side were all feckless and kind of just sniveling. Mm-hmm. At, they were they bossed up when they bossed up, but the moment they got there, they got slapped. They're like, oh, even like the uh, <laughs> uh, Miro and then the other dude. They were just like, you know, they, you know, they, they, they acted their, their rank. And then when the came and rise up against them and smack them in the face, they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. got a little get right. And then, but then that's when, you know, again, but then again, your numbers and then real forces, you're bringing rock the fucking gun, uh, uh, gunfight, and yeah, y'all gonna die. I mean, like, it's like, just be 100% real. And even Mavra, I like that that speech was dope too, because she kind of was saying in her at the end, like, hey, you know, I knew this shit was going down. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Then I started to wake up, but it's a little bit too late for me. And if I would have done it over, I would have been awake a little bit earlier because these yeah. dudes are fucking Man, the worst. speech was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to get up and throw a rock. yo like her speech whoever wrote that speech wow 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 because that was that if that didn't get you in some kind of way like if you would feel that in your gut in your spine yeah Yeah. and so i would have fought the bastards i would have got up early one morning yeah i would have fought and i was i would say you know andor succeeds because the supporting cast is really good, mm-hmm. and and not to take away from Diego Luna because I thought he did a great job of playing that like lovable rogue slash kind of a dick slash yeah. okay I guess now that I've gone seen some shit you know what you're right Re- Rebels Empire Empire bad Rebels let's see what you got um, but the supporting cast in general whether it was on Ferrix whether it's Luthen whether it's Mon Matha like I like that each each supporting cast had their own arc enough that you could see what was going down. Yes. Like Luthen right. was you awesome. See, you see the impact of the empire from different angles. Yeah. yeah. Like, and what's even, at stake. And yes, that's, the that's, stakes. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to oh, that word again. Can yeah, you say that word again? Yeah. yeah we, we can. We had a, a word play. Can you say that word again? Stakes. Sorry. Stakes. <laughs> okay. okay. Would be, okay. would be a, a big one. But yeah, there, there are stakes from, from, from my Martha. The stakes for for uh for Andor, you know, when he comes back to uh Luthen in the end and he says, you know, you were gonna kill me, you know, and you know, it's like kill me or take me, you know, because yep. now I I literally don't have nothing else. Yeah, right. I've given up yeah. everything for yeah. yeah, I've given up everything, period, not even for anything. Yeah. yeah. And, and even Luthen too with his that. um or not Luthen, um Mon Matha, where you know she's pressed for cash and like she doesn't have the money. And she's talking to dude, and dude's like, "Well, you know, I got a son. You got a daughter. What's really good? <laughs> yeah. What's really good?" And she's like, "Shit. Well, daughter." They really, <laughs> they did a great job. Like just her costuming, they made you, oh, like man. they made you believe that she's rich. Yeah, you know what I mean. And man, then when you look at, so when you see her in Rogue One, and she's basically in just this one dress, you know, and the same dress in Star Wars, you kind of get the impression, oh, she's given up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. remember, she, uh, she had it, and she's given up everything, and now she's just rebel lady with like money and a bunch of dirty places, probably. That and she's she pulling is. all this money strictly for the rebellion. Yeah, and she's she probably is. like, you know, uh, what you call it? She's probably like public enemy number one now. Yeah, right. Because and that leads me to my question: Was she in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of yeah. like so. Eventually, when. When Return of the Jedi happens, Empire Fall, blah, 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 she becomes the first chancellor of like the new republic. The new republic. Yeah, right. so she's like the one that kind of holds it together. This is what we're gonna do is let's get rid of all the old shit. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, her and Leia sort of yeah, with her Leia kind of when I ask it. that is because that makes it true then. Because remember, um in in A New Hope, uh uh Tarkin says that 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 
the at that point the empire the emperor dissolved the imperial senate so she didn't have right. a job anymore. Yep, exactly. No, even, exactly. If she, even if she was still in the senate uh palps had Full control. Yeah. He, he's like nope is no yeah. more but isn't that even something that it took him that long to dissolve the imperial senate yeah because yeah. even at that point that's <laughs> what well let's not get into time but i would say also too yeah. just from a um from a concept art and and uh and you know costuming like the costuming was phenomenal like Every yes. single planet Absolutely. had a different look and feel, and yeah. still felt within the same round. When every time they're yeah. on Coruscant and you're hanging out with Mon Mantha and her like hoity-toity rich people, the way they looked and how they, they how, all and, look rich, just and like how how rich. much of a distance <laughs> it was from them to Ferrix, where yeah, Ferrix mm-hmm. they might have the same similar color palette, but yep. everything was working class and gritty, and like the fabrics were a lot more thicker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. and even in the Battle of Ferrix at the end, of the last episode. Um, you see everybody walking through the, the the that big ass courtyard or whatever, and everyone has these like multitude of colors. Where all the empire is what black and white, and yeah. it's like you know like those type of stuff. So you see the contrast of that, and so it's like yo, the way they they kind of just uh, position that was awesome because every time you saw Coruscant, a hundred percent like you know gold, blues, purples, like all this like and everything is you know Japanese inspired, and shell whites that sort yep, of pop shell, up yep, yeah. all that well, so blue. Just, yeah so 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 dope so so dope and then again you know now look at um and or it like and and we, we talked about this before no fucking tatooine god damn it i'm so happy not to see a fucking desert or uh some sand <laughs> or some job everywhere you know like i don't know if you knew that Christ. like uh, oh, i don't know if you know me. that i don't know if you knew this but it gets everywhere yeah well that's why, that's why we hate it it's uh, like jesus I was like, oh, there's more places in the galaxy than fucking desert. That's great. Like <laughs> it's funny how um, but you did see how Palpatine did flex as emperor because remember the chancellor would always attend those uh those Senate sessions and like <laughs> he's like, whatever. You debate whatever however much you want, I'm still gonna do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. and I was just thinking I was like he- even so the whole practically empty, and there were people, and and the, and the few people who were there were like, "Shut up!" Yeah, because <laughs> they he sold them on the idea of this whole security and and you know that they plus obviously he had a lot of those senators in his in his pocket from sure. way, even before like before the coup he had already turned them. It was just a matter of of, of getting rid of the Jedi. But, yeah. uh, and and all, and also for Mon Mata, I liked the the her consort Perrin because that showed the contrast where she was like, "Yo, these Negroes are fucking wilding, but we got to do something." And he's like, "Yo, I'm comfortable. I got a yeah. nice life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eating well. I'm drinking well. I'm, I'm, I, you know, yep, I'm out here gambling, doing my thing." Why do we need to upset the apple cart? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and, he's like, and it, she's like, don't you realize that you can't even move money or or, or anything like like they tracking your money, like mm-hmm. and our, everything you spend, like it's not like just chill, chill out. It's like you can live decadently, but that decadence is only going to be allowed, but so long. Yeah, yeah and I, it I, actually I it. it Good. It mirrored um it mirrored um the, the arc in Last Jedi when they went to the casino 
and they kind of show that the lavishness mm -hmm. of the others. And I actually mm -hmm. like that, that that aspect of it because, again, you know, we normally have been seeing the dirt. We've been seeing the mud. We've seen the working class. Now we're starting to see more of the high class and what they're doing. And most mm -hmm. of them are just chilling because if yeah. you think about it at that level of money and that level of class, I mean, Palpatine's whoever whoever's running the country is fine with me as long as my, my dough is good. I freaking yeah. eat well and I'm fat and I'm chilling. And I think and that's Palpatine the thing that knew that that's the reason exactly. why it was very easy for him to to do what he did. It, it, you know, it goes back to to what's her name's line in uh in uh Revenge of the Sith, uh uh Padme when she's like uh so this is how democracy ends with thunderous applause. It's like, yeah, that's yep. how it ends. It probably will end in most situations. It's like not with a not with a big bang and a in a in a Try, uh, uh, cry, uh, cries for for help, but um, or a fight, but but really people acquiescing to it and and people who are being that, made fat, being made fat by his policies, uh, going along, going yeah, along, now, along exactly. And now and he's got you know, and I thought you saw that even from the beginning, like with this the corporate cop guy when when the empire is taking over imp, when the empire is taking over he's like i didn't even do anything <laughs> like <laughs> like well uh yeah that was the problem and and i like that they showed the, the bureaucracy too right because even in that yes. first episode you know homie was like a true blue like inspector like hey someone got killed some of our people we need to investigate and homie's like yo slow up i'm about to go to the big bosses they gotta tell me i gotta do this don't fuck it up. Yo, just chill. Write me a nice report, and I'll be back. Hold down the fort. Don't make no waves. Because he's like, this happens all the time. He's like, first of all, they were in a district that has a brothel. We're not supposed to have a brothel. Then, why are they there? They shouldn't have money to even go to that brothel. So, first right. of all, there's already two things wrong with the situation. So, now mm -hmm. you're just compounding it because now they're bet, dead. So, you know what? I don't want that on my on my, uh, on my my head right now. Just make that shit go away and then keep it moving. Yeah, I don't want to deal with paperwork. <laughs> Basically, I don't want the I don't want the paperwork. But I will Double say that the uh, I was going to say the Cyril arc was. Uh, what did you guys think about that? Because he, I felt like he definitely had a uh, represented something in the sort of apparatus of the totalitarian regime and 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 what that means to the everyday citizen. But then there's the, the stuff with his mother. There was a lot of stuff in this, in this show that I feel like we have not delved into ever seen with star Wars characters. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, going to say too. Look, I thought it was interesting. It was cool to see a drone, a corporate drone mm -hmm. in star Wars and like a mm -hmm. true blue, like I believe in the mission type corporate drone. And right. so that was cool. But it felt unresolved. But I also liked the comeuppance at the end where, you know, he, he knew Andor was going to be there. He went there. He see, he saw his opportunity to get back in the good graces and he took it. And when it, I think that I thought that part was dope because that kind of showed like after the day, he's a true believer in like the law and order empire, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the parts with like, yeah, like with the, the mother, that felt weird. I didn't know what was going on with there. Again, stitches get, sti uh, stitches get stitches. Um, uh, and then like his right hand man, kind of the same where it's kind of like it, it was cool to see that aspect of it. Like these are two guys that like actually believe in the system and believe that they're doing right in this within the system. Yeah, like, so that part, that part was like, good. 
guy, what city for you? You working a, uh, you you got bounced down to to you you're building machines now. What is in it for you? But that's it. It's the it's the idea that they're doing the right thing, and and it's not in the complexion of just good for the sake of good. There's a righteousness to it that creates a uh, that makes it antagonistic because you know what andor is doing and ultra and and that side of the spectrum is doing and ultimately that altruism is designed to bring down the very thing that they believe in <laughs> yeah totally true and i think that i think the 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 idea that you had somebody who embodied like total belief in the system total belief in the empire and, you know, the rule of law is the rule of law. And, you know, these rogues are just a little, you know, they're, 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 they're just irritants to the emperor. And we're supposed to root them out. You know, his his complete and total belief in the system and in the empire carrying him to where it took him was just really interesting to watch. And then also um, him still believing after he got knocked even down, after he got busted down, yeah. busted and down I think that's the, yeah. and then you know that and Deidre Miro and how her how her arc was as well same thing right she's a true believer shit's going down I'm trying to get to the place doesn't matter what rules I've been blah 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 I'm doing it because I think at the end of the day I'm correct and so it's funny because like this this to me was like their subtle nod to like the current uh, political atmosphere that we have in America yeah. and that aspect of it right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I totally believe in this particular thing. This particular thing fucking does me wrong, but I still believe. And then mm. when that small spark gives me that, like, see, this is this, I told you, even though they did me dirty, it's still it's still right. And so that they at the end, they still have that same type of faith. And so you see the um the sergeant kind of just drinking by himself, you know, chilling in the corner in the in the alleyway. But then you see that dude and her, and, and he's like, you know, he she's like, Oh, I should thank you. He's like, Nope, don't even need to be thanked. Because honestly, that's all he really wanted. He just needed that uh, the acknowledgement. He just wanted acknowledgement. Yep, then get back yeah. into the fold. Because now what's going to happen? He's probably going to be her right-hand man. And oh, yeah. So, yep. And because so, cause he's a hound dog. Uh-uh. Yep. <laughs> you know what's very interesting is, you know, Palpatine was only mentioned once, but it was mm-hmm. by people who, who are sort of not down with the, with, 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 you know, the emperor. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or you know, ambivalent at best about what he's doing or what he has done. Um, but you notice there was no lamenting. There was no in in the imperial circle. There was no. We have to do this. There was only the one time where where uh, after they uh, hit the base, where it's like, okay, we got to get results because the emperor. You know, but other than that, it, it's very much he the the way he's designed the galactic empire is to run like a very well-oiled machine. Like they don't when when he and you see that, and that's why I said the ground level stuff works well for a world like this, because then when you know if Vader is involved. That means they're taking it serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when, when and Rogue One, when he's like, "Oh, when Target's like, oh, don't worry about that. Lord Vader will deal with them." It's like, okay, that means that they take it serious as a threat. Yeah, now, now, now you've got their Emperor. attention. Yes, now you have their attention. Yep. If they have to mention the Emperor. Now you have their attention. And I think that that's something that I liked. That's the one thing I did enjoy about, say, Obi Wan. <laughs> 
Whereas like you saw the the level gen the ground level generals doing their thing and then get pit and then get pissed when it had to go up to Vader. Right. And it's like they were like, yo, we right. got this. I'm where I'm a badass in my realm. And then all of a sudden I fuck up and then Vader, your boss shows up and you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, because it is your boss's boss. That's the sad part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And it's exactly. like, yeah, because when my this boss shows up, I might I might just be asphyxiated to, to death. Yep. Exactly. Just it, to GP. It, yep. It's, it's a job evaluation for exactly. <laughs> yep. So when the mini boss, so Vader is the mini boss, which is a hell of a mini boss, shows up, it's a wrap, you know. And I like that in this and andor they kind of show that bureaucracy within it. Where they're yeah. just like, yo, we're doing this thing. And she was like, yo, why did you kill all those rebels that were that raiding that base that we knew about? He was like, yo, we got to show a show of force, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, dead men don't tell you anything. But he's he's like, that doesn't matter. The emperor is happy. That's all we care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, when you got something, when you got something to keep the emperor happy, then we could talk. But uh, exactly. other than that, he needed he needed a head and I gave him one. Yep, 100%. And, that, and, then, and I like that they show that on that ground level where it's yeah. like, Yo, man, I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. I'm yeah. not out here trying to change Rock the Bay or nothing like that. You you out here trying to change lives and and like uncover all this stuff. I am here to keep the keep keep the order that's already here. <laughs> exactly. I'm here to keep the space wizards from coming here to visit us. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because when the space 100%. wizards visit, it's bad. People die. They don't get fired. True. They die. Yeah, and then, and again, going back to the ground level, even on the imperial side. You know, folks coming over to whatever desk and homies like sleeping or eating lunch, and then mm. like, yo, what are you doing? Oh, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, what you need? Yeah. <laughs> and again, going back to the the janitor situation about the Death Star, like all those people is a big machine. Not yeah. everyone's super duper evil. Some of them just got a job, and like you know, they you know they got laid off from one job. I got this job. Yo, man, I'm over here on the Death Star, and I'm saying. Come on. Cleaning the decks, just like it's a little part-time thing. Contract. Yeah, you <laughs> saw that with the, with the guards, the Imperial guards in the prison. When they realized they lost, what did they do? They hid. Yep. <laughs> they didn't just stand mm-hmm. there to get yep. shot. Uh, Not one of them true believers, because if yeah, they were, yeah. they would have they would have took a, a blaster bolt in the chest for it. A hundred percent. They're like, you see this? This says this says security. That's ten fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I also love the payroll heist only because again, it's a world thing that shows. Okay, the reason the empire has so many people is because. Mm-hmm. And them, they keep them fed. It is not just a total, yes, a total. Oh, they all believe in believe it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like he ain't stupid. He he realizes that he that you have to keep these people paid. And and I thought that was again these little small details that make you invest in the world. Like that that was a, a great sequence not only for developing and or as a character but moving the story upwards but also just showing us every spectrum of the star wars yeah and i think that's the thing i liked about it it was like you know to a lot like kind of like what uh, mando does it's like they they show they expand on the galaxy that's already there and like mm-hmm. we've been saying this from day one, we're like, yo, there's there's a whole galaxy out there. We don't got to see Vader and Skywalker in every single show. And so, and now we're we're starting to see that more because you know the world that Andor lives in would be an interesting world for Ahsoka to live in. 
because right. she's in the shadows. She has to deal with the regular people. She's not out here freaking swashbuckling and all that kind of stuff. She's literally trying to help like on the ground and that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, this world is a world where if Dr. Afra showed up, it would make sense. Right. Because she's Arts. a... Or she's a, she's a rogue, and that's what she does. She out here just stealing, running, and gunning, and figuring out. She kind of does good things when it suits her, but that's not her altruistic goal. Like she's just out here living. And for the like listener that. who does not know who Doctor Afra is, <laughs> Doctor Afra is in the comics, uh, um, post uh, Disney taking over Star Wars, and uh, in the comics, Lord Vader basically commissions her to steal something for him. She steals said item. She gives it to Vader, and Vader tries to kill her because that's what Vader does. No loose ends. Um, he believes he kills her. She actually s- escapes, and then she kind of kind of does her own thing. So she's kind of a uh, gay Asian woman, Indiana Jones slash Han Solo with murder droids. <laughs> yeah. she, won, she won. She was not dumb enough to try to go go back at Darth Vader. <laughs> yep, exactly. She's just like, I am dead. Let me escape Vader because Vader is a I'm dead. Yep. Yeah, because I don't need that one coming back. And so the uh, the character of the the Black Wookiee, quote unquote, that was in uh, Boba Fett, he's from Doctor Afra book. That's where that uh, that mercenary comes from. And so she has like a murderous C-3PO and R2-D2, which is amazing, by the way. Murder, murderous droids are, are just awesome in general. <laughs> well, that's why I can't wait to, to uh, Andor meets, gets his uh, his uh, droid that he has. K2SO? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially because of his the, his snarkiness. Like, yes, 100%. Uh, so I, that's, that's, and I like that they teased that um, in, the, in, in the first season. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. When that was, he was awesome. Arrested. I, I like that they that they teased that, um, but yeah, no, it's it's they they did they they've done a good job of moving it. And it's like you said, like you could imagine Ahsoka in Andor's world, and then not being too overwhelming, 100%. or or even um, Cal Castus, who is the video game character that's kind of having his story in the the Jedi Fallen Order and now Survivor. Because I was looking at the timeline, apparently his story is set during, I think in the TV world, it would be parallel to Kenobi. Oh, okay. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So, uh, so I would, yeah, because, yeah, because Andor would be years later. So he would yeah. be much older during, yeah. uh, no, actually. In that- before, before, before. Because Andor is, Andor is like the, uh, you know. They're the the Andor's are the prequel up to a uh, New Hope, right? Right. Leading up, up, yeah. So it'd be like more Mando. Mando is like post uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Correct? Is that right? Mando is yes, post yeah. Return of the Jedi, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Andor would be pre would be pre Rogue One, yeah, pre Rogue One, and and uh, Jedi Survivor, uh, Fallen Order Survivor is also pre rogue one that's but that it's right after right after order, order 66 so oh okay. Right after, okay yeah uh, so like that bad that bad batch area bad batch like yeah i think it stretches because it's not set immediately after order 66 it's like about five ten years after order so his, that story in the, the next game should fall somewhere in the same Area. So it sounds like it runs of parallel to Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah Obi Wan. And yeah. I think, and I think that's dope because, like, you know, we talked about this about the um the the mountain and mountain of books and comics that were, you know, 
that are now not canon anymore. But the, the best part about, about it, it. it, the best part about it, <laughs> is that exactly thing, right? Where it's like, hey, some random planet in some in some part of the galaxy that you don't know had this thing go on, and there's yeah. there's this, there's that, there's full spread that you has nothing to do with Skywalker, but it's just as interesting and just as important. And I think that, like to me, Andor kind of represented that in general, where I'm like, I like this. Like you're definitely. You know, all this that's going on with the sky, the, the Jedi is still going on. I'm not saying it's not, but there's just way more people in the galaxy than there that are affected by all this craziness than just the space wizards. And I think I'm that is so very just, resentful that they closed all of that down. <laughs> that's like true. legit, like 2025 20, books that I've read easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, easily. For the listeners, go if you go back and listen and read a lot of that star, old Star Wars canon. Whew, there's some good stuff in there. Great stories. There's amazingness uh, waiting for you. And, like and Luke uh, turns to the dark side for like two seconds and Merc's like yes, five billion sir. people. <laughs> there's a whole so, planet. Like yeah, it's just it's it's fun. It's fun. It's definitely it, fun. It really, really is, man. It, uh, well, that, I, I don't that, even that understand. Oh, go ahead, Josh. And I was gonna say I don't even understand. Like I get I get that there were inconsistencies um in the in the canon. But I don't think it was anything, and we, you know, Star Wars fans always talked about it, but it was never anything that we like, that that the book readers sort of bitched about to the point where it was like, this is terrible. I can't, you know, I don't even understand. I can't even read these anymore. Like, never in any of the forum. And Star Wars fans bitch about everything. Yep. But I've never seen anybody be like, "Yo, these inconsistencies make me not want to read these books." Take, takes you out the takes you out of it. And I think no, never once. And, and if anything, that whole period, which was what about twenty plus years of, of, yeah. of easily, of easily writing and published, uh, expanding the the. We're talking the, like the mid nineties to about yeah. 2010 yeah and 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 that was that all that time of expanding george lucas's world and, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't really have that expand you wouldn't really have night of video games like knights of the old republic and and things like that had it not been for those years of of those writers and storytellers mm-hmm. expanding yeah Portland. What totally. the, defining what the old republic was and how it was different then from from I mean and, and also I like that like you know and the post empire yeah post empire like that was gonna say that right. because um the dark horse their last book last two books before they were when it switched over to Marvel um they did Luke Skywalker's like great great grandson. And like he was a Padawan, he oh yeah, lost. and mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. and then and now the story the was first, a little bit here. First yeah. volume was actually pretty yeah. great. First the volume, volume was dope. Track. Yeah, the rest of it, <laughs> the first volume was dope. Seconds and third and fourth brings it back, but mm-hmm. it was cool because now here you are, you know, three generations removed from what we already know, and now we have new characters, new ideas, new all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this this particular grandson is essentially like taking drugs to suppress his force because he doesn't want to have the force. So, you know, he's taking drugs and Luke's like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, yo, I'm doing these drugs so I don't have to listen to your dumb ass. Force goes through. <laughs> make it sound like he's still alive. Yep. Force, <laughs> force, force Luke. But I like that they are going to that. It was fun because it was just expanding on that. We're like, yeah. And then there's a part where he basically has uh, both uh, the light and the dark and it's interesting because then when he gets when he finally gets on the dark side, that's when he sees Anakin. 
and Anakin's all mangled and melty and all that kind of stuff. And Anakin's just like, yo, bro, you don't want to go this path. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. you see me right now? Nah, son. Go back. Go back to Luke. <laughs> go back to I the light. Think, don't yep, screw I, around. I, I, I think you, I, you got rage in your heart. You got revenge. Cool, cool. That's cool. But you, you don't want none of this, son. You don't want none of this. But uh, again, that's just fun to me. Where I'm like, yes, like we, we, we I want to see Force Luke. I want to see Force and Anakin. Even the, even the Chancellor is a, is a Jedi Knight, which yep, is same thing. You want to see all that? Like that would be interesting to see. Here we are, you know, a hundred years post, you know, Return of the Jedi, and now you know some young whatever, whatever has that connection to the Force, and Palpatine's like now is advising him. you know like that's a whole situation because Palpatine be like yo man when I was Jedi Knight I was running things but then I got a little like yo I want a little bit more power so I went over here you know like just though there's just the possibilities are endless and I think the 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 pre-Marvel books uh, that's the one thing that they did because they introduced characters and and systems and all these good things that expanded the galaxy and so then you had more stuff to chew on as opposed to before you just had those three movies and then from those three movies you had comics and you had these books and these books did an amazing job of just expanding the world expanding all these the Crimson Guard freaking Bane you know like all these different types of things that are just like yo so 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 dope so Dude, when I, the the I, last the last book series that they did um, when it was still in paperback <clears throat> before before the the switch over to to Disney was this like I don't know it was like ten twelve books or something like that uh, the new Jedi Order where like Luke has now successfully recreated the Jedi Council and about, yeah oh man yeah. they're aliens from the from the outer regions that come through that aren't affected by the force in the same way. Yeah. Uh, Luke's kid, I'm um, Luke. Um, uh, Han and Leia's kids are all Jedi, are all Jedi Padawans. Yep. Uh, one of them is a, one of them takes after Luke. One of them takes after Han. One of them is sort of like a mix between Leia and Han. And it's just, yeah, it's, man. it's amazing what they Luke's, do with Luke's these. Guys. Guys. None, none of them, none of them are named Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, one of them is named. Actually, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, think, I, was, um, yeah, I don't remember. The youngest is uh, Anakin Ben Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Anakin yeah. Ben. I remember there was some Ben, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the Kylo Ren. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. that kid was Yo, and even gonna, uh, even, gonna, and even uh, Luke's wife, like she was a, a, a yeah. yeah, she was a, a spy slash rogue slash. She's she was, so was, not. What was her designation? The Emperor's oh, hand. Yeah, the Emperor's hand. That's what it was. Yeah, and she was so not Luke in every single way possible, mm-hmm. and then yet they still like you know had a, found a connection and all that kind of stuff because she is a spy like that's her job like she's not to be trusted at all <laughs> bro i'm a, i'm gonna spoil something from the books because they're like 10 year old books at this point and if you haven't read it then whatever but um uh just the way just not only that they expanded that universe from what we know in the movies but what they did with the characters you know um uh han and leia's youngest uh, dies one of the most amazing deaths I've ever seen in science fiction. That kid goes out like a champion. Um, and I mean, just, you know, uh, w- one of the twins, so uh, their their eldest two kids are twins. Uh, one of the twins becomes a Sith Lord, um, leaving just the one kid to like either bring him back from the light 
or take him down. She's like, he's my brother. I have to, I have, Luke was, Luke was going to go, was going to go take him on. And his sister was the one who was like, "Mm -mm, that's my brother. It's my job to bring him back to the light or take him down. Nobody else's. And you feel the, the thing, the things that they infuse in those characters, in those books, I gotta tell you, like when, when, when Anakin goes down, like when he, he's facing those same uh, warriors that you can't, um, those same aliens, uh, aren't a horde of those aliens that you can't uh, affect through the force. So he's just got his lightsaber and just his wits. And this kid is like, I'm going to hold them back. Everybody else is going to escape. And that's just it. No argument, nothing to talk about. You're injured, you're injured. Everybody get going. I got it. And he sacrifices himself. And I swear to you, I closed that book when he goes down and I had tears in my eyes because they make you feel those characters. They build those characters so, so, so well. So I just, it's just beyond, I'm going to jump on my soapbox now. It's just beyond me that they would cancel, that they would dead all that history, all that lore, all that canon, that George Lucas was the one who had the rubber stamp. They didn't just throw those books out there and just decide they were going to tell stories. All of those books had at least a synopsis of that story had to cross George Lucas's desk. He had to read it. He had to rubber stamp it. Well, that was that was why old school fans like us held it in such revere, yes, reverie because it was we know we know that George Lucas is okay in terms of storytelling. But mm-hmm. one of the great things about him is that he recognizes good writing when the, when he sees it and and good stories, potential mm-hmm. stories when he sees it. So he had no problem with other writers adding to his to the sandbox and so yeah we knew that each of those novels in the legends canon were novels that george himself were like okay at the very least he saw the the log lines and the and the um the like you said the synopsis or the the one page uh treatment or whatever Mm -hmm. he's like yo do it like go for it like it it and and that's how you got all of the post empire stuff and all, like every, everything that that you just mentioned, right? That's that's all of that stuff. All of those stories were a hundred percent George Lucas approved. And I got a feeling that that's one of the reasons Disney eliminated. It. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. So so now now that we finished Andor, we enjoy it, we like it. Where do they go from here? Because well, I think on their, on their, yeah, yeah, on the horizon, they have Andor season two, which has already started already. Sure. Uh, Mando season three. I think those are the two. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka. I think those are the three things that got in the in the pipe. Oh, and the other mm-hmm. random was it Rogue uh, Acolyte. 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 All right. It's supposed to be a Sith story and set in the high High Republic. High Republic. Put those quotes. Put those. Put those high quotes in there. Put those high the, quotes. The high. The high, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. uh, air quotes, uh, air quotes, audio people, air quotes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you can't Which see us doing it, but we're all doing it. You know, they had to create something that was idiosyncratic, that was just theirs, and I feel like that's the, what they're doing. And so, the acolyte is set during the High Republic, and will, and it's supposed to be a Sith narrative, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I just don't want them to trample on. The, the sort of rule of two banging uh Bay Knight Sith 
that really is the reason because that's something that's mentioned in the write-up is like they're, they're going to show how the Jedi fell. And I was like, okay, well, the the way that the Jedi fell, that started at when Darth Bane killed the other right. Sith Lords mm-hmm. and proclaimed himself the Dark Lord of the Sith and the ruler too. That's when that began because even Bane, over the time that he did his thing, raised enormous amounts of wealth and money and influence and all that stuff behind the scenes for the Sith. So it's and, and political influence. So it, it's it's if that stuff isn't mentioned or at least you know talked touched about, on. touched yeah. on in a way, then it it's a clear indication that they're trying to you know go away from what's already been. Yeah, I was gonna say that as well. Like the there's a High Republic. Uh, I think there's two novels, and I think there's a High Republic comic. I haven't read actually at all, but I think I agree with you on that. Like they're they're kind of trying to establish their own IP as they're kind of doing stuff so that they don't have to be slave and beholden to the old stuff. Yeah. And so I think the Ahsoka is actually a super interesting character because beyond the actual CG series, she's not in any comic books. Right, she, right. She's not in any comic books. She's not in any live action. So like the first time she was actually in something of a live action was Rosario, Rosario Dawson's portrayal of her um recently but like yeah she's not in any comics she's on any other like side hustle stuff like it's very very interesting so i'm curious to see how the tv show will utilize it because like there's a lot there that could be happening is in the story is largely untold there's a little you know pieces here and there a little bit in, in rebels a little bit in clone wars but in general like you know oh that's right the animated as well they have some some ahsoka stuff so like listen dave filoni's doing it it's fine yeah 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 no, <laughs> really- right well, he's created really? the character, didn't he? Didn't he, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, he created yeah. the character. Yeah. Dave Filoni yeah. has a very large affection for that character. Yeah. I am unconcerned. I'm just tell me where I need to be and when <laughs> I need to be there. That's it. I'm. I'm not even. It. It's almost a footnote until it happens. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever. All right. When. 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 Is, when are we starting so I can see the greatness of Dave Filoni in live action? That's really sure. where my head at. So. Before we wrap, I know, D, you were talking about one of the things that you said you disliked about Andor, which is not necessarily Andor specific, but it's kind of like a Star Wars thing in general that kind of like kind of oh, carries yeah. carries on into all of their properties. Doesn't matter what what it is, really. Yeah, it's just that sort of um, that really homogeneous uh, depiction of power as largely um, Caucasian. I think that's that's the thing that we've seen in Star Wars from the very beginning. You know, everybody in the high ranking, you know, we've seen it change with different series. But this one was it seemed like every, almost every person that was um, high ranking um, of in the Empire was uh, was someone was uh, a white person. Yeah. And. Um, even the the European uh, white, European white, pasty, pale faces, pale faces. Real. Um, it was a British accent, if I don't mind adding. But that, but that's a, been a reoccurring thing, and so, yeah. so it's not me holding it against Andor specific, but it's just uh, at this point, it just feels you know, like, where are the where are the the people of color that have high ranking. Uh, um offices in uh the empire and not 
just the people who just kind of coast along with what's going on. Like the one guy who gets undone and by Miro, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and who the, the major actually is kind of like being un untruthful with and showing that he has his back when he's actually talking to Miro, like, yeah, I got you. No, no, no. Watch your back. Watch, (laughs) you know, things like that, which is weird because he told her that and then nothing came of that. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing I noticed that as well. That was a little like a thread that was kind of like thrown out there, but they're not really done. I would say I that the guy from, was going to retaliate or do something and or whatever, but he then just disappeared. Yeah, I would say I'm trying to think of a negative as well. Like I would say the, I think they did a good job of like you said, like the 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 backgrounds and the regular people in the series was a kind of cornucopia of you know ethnicities. But you're right. Everyone that was like in charge at this high level was definitely a, a, a white person again. I think if there was something I would that that was a slight negative, I'd probably say that it was the uh, I'd say how slow the beginning was. Um, and I realized we're building the we're, that you know we're we're building worlds and you know uh, uh, D'Angelo and I always talk about how t- shows don't take the time to sort of build things up in a particular way. But I think for this one, it worked a little bit. Again, it could be just my impatience or my not being used to that in the Star Wars world, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you could have given people a little bit, like a couple more bites of the apple a little earlier. Um, I think, you know, taking three episodes to get to to get to some sort of a payoff and <clears throat> starting to see um, the starting to get a feel a proper feel for the world that Andor occupies and the people in it. I think for for Star Wars, it felt a little something. I'm not sure out of place is the word I want to use, or just a little slightly off putting because there are people that I know that was just like this is way in, this is. There's nothing happening. This is entirely too slow. And I don't think they're accustomed to, you know, an expanse type of uh, narrative build in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I was about to say so, that. Yeah, that's it's, a good yeah. point. I mean, yeah. I think it's more setting. It's more setting based than anything. Like, again, it's, yeah. it's because it's Star Wars. We've never had anything even remotely close to this kind of yeah. to this kind of uh, narrative build before. So it, yeah. it throws you for a loop when you see it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think the Mando, like I was thinking about it with Mando as well. Like even Mando's first episode compared to Andor's. Yeah, Mando's got to go in immediately. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> it had, it felt, it felt quiet and kind of chill. And then all of a sudden when it picked up, you're like, oh, 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 this is for real. Well, and, okay. and Mando, the, I think it's the calibration of the, the goal for each showrunner with Mando. There's nothing, there's nothing narratively intellectually savvy about that series like it's just a straight mm-hmm. up spaghetti gunslinger western. superhero yep. western type spaghetti of story. western right yeah and yeah. it and set in space and it and to its credit it leans in it doesn't try to be anything else um and and so with this one even the the, the episodes of mando were only like a half hour as opposed to with with um 
with Andor, most of those episodes were 45 to 55 minute episodes. Like they were branching on full one hour uh, uh, serial drama. So you're right. I think it felt weird. That's why I, I am glad I reiterate this. I am glad that I did not watch it week to week. I had the feeling it was called a gut instinct or whatever that if it when you guys started telling me along like toward the middle end, like oh, it's just getting I was like, I knew that that would be the case if it was if they were committed to building the world and also telling a story that will pay off in the end, and which it it did. And and I think 12 episodes might have been uh having 12 episodes, you kind of saw what they were trying to do, which is why you had that deviation to the prison arc. But they yeah. had to try to make that work in a way that pay, that still connected to what we saw before. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would just feel disjointed. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's a recalibration of no one was would go into a Star Wars series expecting – a, a more again a ground level narrative in in a way that's very different from everything we've seen from Star Wars. I, I would say, with the exception of Rogue One in the movies, yeah. Um, and that's just because, and again, yeah. Andor is a character from Rogue One, but yeah. they carry over that. We're not concerned with this sort of. We know we got all of this happening up here, but this is where we are, and there's a lot of stuff happening here that builds to an epic you know crescendo as well i think another negative it's a positive negative right um i think they can't go backwards now you can't get another like boba fett season one you can't you just can't like the 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 gravitas that they've given this thing now uh the weight that all that 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 those characters and it feels like you like all the characters in other shows and movies now exist in a much more weighty universe. Yeah. With a lot so more. So are you, uh, are you, are you saying that there's stakes? Oh, that, that word again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, dancing around that, but yes, um, they're, they're now, there are stakes attached to the world that they occupy. And I think Disney would be smart. KK in particular would be smart to lean into that and not give us, you know, the Powerpuff kids on freaking motor, Powerpuff girls on motorcycles. Yeah. Like it just, not even motorcycles, like mopeds, whatever those things oh, were. Oh, Jesus. Um, it just, you know, What's I, that I, I think. Uh, no, uh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, sorry. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about Boba Fett. Yeah, folks, I didn't watch that. Nope, nope. Say, say, say that. Here. I you are clean and pure, sir. Yes. I am yeah. pure. Is the rest I, of us Philistines who are filthy and dirty? You are exactly. quite correct. I would say I'm less for having the, watched that. You are quite you correct. The, you can watch the the Mando uh, season two point five episode, if that. That's true. That. Yes, that's the only that, thing you watch. That is the saving grace in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that episode where he where Boba Fett for comes back or what, right? Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. That those three episodes, episodes the three episodes? Yeah, the last three actually. Three, three or four episodes, like those last three or four episodes, where like Mando and and uh, and Mingnawe's character, and you know, uh, and all, all the other elements sort of come together. That makes the season, but I it doesn't make the show. 
<laughs> seen her incorporated into Mando more than as a character or doing something in another show yes. or as, as that character than yeah. that Boba Fett thing. Again, I've totally. said this before. And I, it's an unpopular opinion. I don't get the obsession with Boba Fett. Like, I, I, I think that if you've done that 10, 20 years ago, maybe, but nobody wanted to see that. Like, when he yeah, shows up, it's, it's like, okay, this is like, this looks ridiculous. Like, he didn't even get in shape for it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, <laughs> I think that we've all sort of fed our imaginations have fed into what Boba Fett is slash could be, could have been. Mm-hmm. And I think because, and I think this is where this is where the, the first season fails. It doesn't lean into any of that. I mean, it's well known. Everybody thinks Boba Fett is just a badass. Boba Fett is this and that. And you got Muslim Boba Fett. All of this is <laughs> say again? You got Muslim uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, and you got, you got, yeah, you got, you, you just, you didn't those things that, that sort of feed into the imaginary legend that people have created in their minds over the 30 plus, however many years it's been since the character has been introduced. You had an opportunity to really, even the, even the actor who basically ain't been doing much that I'm aware of <laughs> in between between uh, the between the the prequels and now, aside from like voiceover work, I think. Yeah, he, he was, doing he was like, "Yo, we can't have another season of Boba Fett on you know his little vision quest. Yeah. Like, we got to get back to him being, being what he is, a bounty hunter, being yeah. you know what." And I think it's it's it to answer your question, D. I think it's it's what he's speaking to is what people have sort of imagined into the ether. When yeah. it comes to that character, yeah. because it's not yeah. 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 yeah, the mythology like, is definitely he's, better he's, than in, the actual in, thing. In the thing he's the things that he's in prior for like five minutes, yeah, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and I, it's and, it's funny because I've seen five that minutes were so well, well, sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, those five minutes are so impactful, and I think t- credit to George Lucas again. It's the man we, we talk about this all the time. The man's a, a great visionary, a great mm-hmm. storyteller, but he's not a good writer. And yeah, you know, he created a character that all these years people have sort of been feeding yeah, all this badassery yeah. into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and that's, that's, that's to that's not pay that off is just like, what are you doing? Yeah, because Empire Strikes Back, I will say this, that was my I I like every I like everybody else who saw that movie when we were young thought Boba Fett was a badass because he mm-hmm. he was the guy that Jabba that not only Jabba the Hutt called in but Vader trusted to bring Vader in. called him in and was like talking to him like a peer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I think that was the part of the aura that George Lucas didn't think about because how would he know exactly just how popular the character would be pop culture icon the weight that Vader being in the same room with Darth Vader or being on level with Darth Vader, the weight that that would carry decades later. And talking fat to him, too, on some, yo, he's worth a lot to me. (laughs) You go pay me for this dude. Don't don't screw this up. Right, right. (laughs) And and, And that was 
probably yeah like you said that was the the missed opportunity but now it's 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 done like the best you're gonna probably get is maybe a show about him when he first escapes out of the out of the um and goes and continues his career and that can probably be done best and animated and then yeah totally let, let let the guy do the voice again yeah cg boba fett would be amazing i think that'd be so, fine in my so, mind so in i'm my, gonna let my, you uh before you go uh-huh. we'll 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 wrap it i'm gonna get you the, your next that'll be your final word i'm just gonna yes, give yes, you the yes. preference a little bit and then we'll we'll go from there so josh tell him what it is tell him what it is all right, so in my mind, what I see season two of Boba Fett being is he loses everything, and he has no choice but to go back to what he knows how to do, which is collect bounties. Easy peasy. And he's just running around, making enemies, collecting bounties. You know, maybe he's still got a heart of gold, and he comes across someone who he's supposed to collect a bounty for and lets him go. Like, there's endless stories of him as a bounty hunter doing what he does that you can tell. Yeah, but so I don't that's think... Easy, that's the easy bit. You make him lose yeah. everything all over again. He's had a hard life. No reason for him to not have a hard life. Uh, uh, continue having a hard life. Uh, I don't know. The, the people that he has working for him turn against him. He loses uh, his uh, bit on, on Tatooine, and the only thing he's got is the suit of armor, and his ship. And he runs to the ship, breaks out of Tatooine, he's like, screw that place. I'm out. And rightly so, because we've seen too much of it, and it sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, leave, <laughs> leave Tatooine and go off and be about I, I need to eat. I'm hungry. How am I going to get this money to get some food? Guess I got to go collect this bounty. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Done. Nah, that makes sense. Uh, D? Uh... Well, I don't want to. I don't. I haven't seen Boba Fett season yeah. one. Don't, we'll we'll, don't, we'll stick don't, it to Andor. We'll stick. We'll, stick saying, to Andor. Let, let's, we'll go back to Andor. Uh, my hope for Boba Fett is that he goes and challenges Bo Katan, though. <laughs> for awesome. the Mandalore. For yep, the Mandalore. That'd be dope. That'd but, be um, interesting. Yep. But for, for Andor, um, I think just continue with where they with their building. Um, it was great that the villains weren't all popped off um, and uh, or I should say antagonists because, you know, they weren't depicted as dastardly evil. Yeah. You know, uh, right. they use tactics that are are in tone with the imperialism and, and authoritarian authoritarian regime. But you saw that they were malleable in being reasoned reasonable not just completely psychotic so um i like that there was there was not a there were unresolved things that we can look forward to in the next season and they just got to keep on with that just keep building on the ground level and we know that we know where this story ultimately ends so just get us to a place where in the next season where we're excited more about learning how Andor becomes the superstar in the rebellion, how he obviously helps build the rebellion to yeah. where it where it's ready to launch and be successful. So more of that. And I think it'll be the best Star Wars series. I think it'll do the most seasons out of all the Star Wars series, because if the writing continues like this, it's it's just bound to, to, to get stronger and stronger and people will take it more serious. They don't have reason to take Star Wars series serious right. 
at this yeah. point right now because of a Boba Fett, because the Mandalorian is not necessarily a, that's why I, I scoffed at the idea of Mandal the Mandalorian uh, getting Emmy for best drama series. Like, come on. Yes. Come on. <laughs> right. But I can see on, Andor son. working its way into that. Yes. 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 100%. 100%. I would, um, that, that would actually that would be my thing where I'm yeah. like, this is definitely the best written Star Wars series come out of the Disney era, and it's the best executed, definitely. And, and I think Diego Luna keep... is on record saying that he's two 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 uh two seasons and he's out. Yeah, and that and honestly, that actually might be perfect for it. Yeah, I yep. think like that it gives it to a point where like you know we've talked about this before when series have a definitive end, then they 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 tend to do better. Because they know yeah. exactly where they're trying to end up, as opposed they to just Andor. Yeah, like and we, feels, we don't need we don't need five seasons of Andor. Two seasons. And this it, feels like end. something that Tony Gilroy said. I have a middle. I have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yep. And yep. hopefully, that end is another neat little dovetail into stuff we've already seen. Where like exactly. I don't know. Yeah. You get a, a cameo from uh, from I forget the the actress's name who played Jen Arso. But, oh yeah. You know, yeah. 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 You get like a cameo of her at the beginning. You know when she's uh, when she's been in prison, they're like, "Yo, there's this there's this there's this chick that I know that I'm aware of. Uh, that's uh, Galen Erso's daughter. We need to go bust her out of prison." And so maybe that's the beginning of uh, maybe that's the end of the series. I don't know because yeah. they're all in the same. Because if you remember in the beginning of um, when when they get Jin Erso out, it's Mon Mothma, it's uh, it's Cassian Andor. It's the dude who Cassian reports to, and I think like one other guy Bail in the Bonner's room when they're interrogating Jin Erso. Mm, so yeah. clearly, at some point, all of them come together. All of this sort of meets in the middle. Bell yeah. Organa appears at the end, right? Yeah, oh, Bell Organa right. right. no, is the fourth guy. I'm sorry. Yep, yeah, he's the fourth guy in the yeah. room. Bell so he yeah. was the fourth. Yeah, right, the I know he appears at that table. I just didn't remember if he was in that scene or yeah. It's that X-wing captain. Cassian, Mon Mothma, and um, and and um, why am I forgetting his name? You just said it. Bell Organa. Bell Organa. Thank you. And for, for those of you who don't know who Bell Organa is, that's Leia's adopted, adopted father. Jimmy Smith's in the house. But Jimmy, Jimmy Smith's Smith in the building, yeah. doing big that, things. Oh, that's big right. Things. You should know him because he was in in Kenobi. If you watched, uh, yes. that is also yes. true. Yes, yeah. that's right. I mean, so, he's been yeah. appearing quite a bit. Yeah, but I think I think you're right. I think if you know if the second season, that's what it does. It 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 wraps to the beginning of Rogue One. Done, done, and done. Let's get in. Let's get out. Tell Perfection. a good narrative. It'll, it'll earn a ten fun. over two seasons. Yep, like you know, and, and and even Diego Luna just stating that from jump, like yo, I want to do two seasons and I'm out. That actually makes it even better because it almost puts that pressure. Be like, yo, man, let's figure out how we can just do too tight storytelling and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. I think in general, this sets the bar for a lot of the Star Wars uh, shows now too. So it's like you, you, can't, know, dump, it, you can't blow down. You can yep, only you blow up from here. Yep, yep. With everyone so so uh, dissatisfied with Boba, then this comes around and blows that and kills, blows it out the water. Uh, yeah, I, you can't go back. So because it's totally different from everything else they yep. have right now. It's yeah, different 100%. from and in the it's best way. Serious storytelling. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. It feels like uh, I didn't feel like characters and stakes. Like, Holy crap! Exactly. Story arcs. I feel like an adult watching Star Wars. <laughs> it was like you know, mm -hmm. I'm not. We're not naive or anything. We know that Star Wars is science fantasy at best. Yep. You know, but this felt less than less. This felt more like a serious 
this elevates that art form yeah yeah exactly there you go so i think if they keep it if they if they take the cues from this and the reactions from it from a critical standpoint which is that's what they're getting a lot of it's not getting the same fanfare as like a boba or like a mando and all that kind of stuff but in terms of like the critical aspect of it everyone that's like oh oh you guys are writing right now (laughs) yeah you know for for what you guys are actually the sandbox that you're in now you're actually taking it a little bit serious not i'm not it's we ain't talking about breaking bad or anything crazy but right. it's definitely for for the genre that they're in and yeah. what they've put out before. This is leaps and bounds. Anything else is in the genre, and now they've now set a bar. We cannot travel like, backwards from this. Facts. Yeah. It's facts. going to take some time for the folks that enjoy coloring books uh, to to <laughs> to reading words on, uh, to catch up. But they'll we'll, we'll wait. Yo, if uh, if, <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm if I'm KK, despite despite the, the next the next series is six uh, six uh, episode Ewoks adventure. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'll probably watch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, some irony. Ironically, I'll love it. But Man- yeah. Mando shows up, drops the child off. Ewoks is like, "Yo, you need to hang out with him for a minute." Bit. I gotta go do some things, and it's just the child and freaking Ewoks for six but episodes. You, you, you know, you in in bringing that up, you raise a valid point because when you watch interviews with Dave Filoni, he always talks about how. Lucas imparted on him when he was when he started making the the animated shows. Mm-hmm. Lucas imparted on him and implored him like, "Yo, make sure that you still have something for the kids. Make yeah. sure that you give them hope." Yeah. And I think That's that nice. has its place. Absolutely. Cuz I think you can still do that in the structure of a Tony Gilroy type story yeah. that he's telling in Andor. But also, I think Storytelling has just moved so far beyond. I mean, and I don't mean to sound like a cynic and say, you know, storytelling has moved beyond providing hope. Sure, you can absolutely do that. But I think the ways in which the sort of the the lanes in which Lucas sort of traveled to do that, you don't need to go. You you can, you don't just have to go down the roads that he's that he travels to tell that type of story. And to yeah. be honest, unless you're a George Lucas, you're not going to get away with it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a straight line, right? Yep. I mean, you yeah. can yeah. you can go in different directions and show hope without it being um, this is Cheesy. yeah, and, and, and <laughs> the next and the next yeah. the next uh, plush toy. <laughs> yeah, so right. you know, I think I think Andor, like you said, there were moment there, Mel Marva's speech. That's yes, that's, that's an example of showing hope. Hope in an adult way, yeah. The, yeah, in an adult way. She's not saying that you're going to win this fight or that, you know, even that you, that you should but, do but it right you now. make your own hope by getting up and fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got that choice, and that's the only choice you have in these type of situations, in dictatorships. The only choice you have you have is whether or not to act, and that's, and that's, that's pretty much it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think you're right. There's a place for it. And as long as they can keep that balance, I think they'll they'll win again. And hopefully the Alkalite will be similar in that, although I doubt it because it's dealing with the sort of good and evil stuff. But um, who knows? Maybe it'll be a similar uh, excursion into more mat- mature storytelling. Yeah, and you know, not for nothing, you're telling a cis story, ain't no hope. 
You can get away with violating George's edict. There, there you and go. Like, yo, listen. This is give this me, is this is. Give me system. one dark. Let me get. Give me one doom and dread. Give me one. Yeah, dread. this and is. We'll this, balance are, it out with two more. Uh, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be no trade. happy story. Yeah. It's about turning to evil and embracing evil. And then yep. doing evil things in service <laughs> to that evil that you just embraced. <laughs> Pretty nice. That's the fifth in a nutshell. And uh, and with that, we, we shall leave it there. Thanks everybody for listening to us. This is Blurred Lines, and we are out. And I have fulfilled Yeast. the need to say the word evil at least four times in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lucky Cam cut it off because I would have started. I would have broke out into my evil is good. So if, if every day is a sunny day, then what's wow. a sunny day? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs>